This month, I'm excited to welcome our newest sponsor, the 12 by 12 Picture Book Writing Challenge. Grown-ups, do you dream of writing books for kids? Picture book authors need to be prolific to get published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. With a private forum, monthly webinars, a thriving Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the support of a welcoming community of authors and illustrators while working toward their publishing goals. Registration is open in January and February. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash winner for more information. That's the number 12x12challenge.com slash W-I-N-N-E-R for more information. Welcome to the Children's Book Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and a fan of kids. I also love giant monsters. Godzilla? Yes. King Kong? Bring it. Basically, any oversized video game boss? I am there for it. And in the books we're talking about today, the giant creature is the star of the story. This is a podcast all about exploring big ideas in children's books and the way that stories can help us feel seen, understood, and valued. Helping me out on today's episode is Julia. Hi, my name is Julia. I'm seven years old and I'm from Maryland. Today on the children's book podcast, Benson Shum is a children's book author and illustrator. He's also an animator at the Walt Disney Animation Studios, working on films like Frozen, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, Frozen 2, and Encanto. Benson lives in sunny Southern California. Anzu, the Great Kaiju, by Benson Shum. All great kaiju are born with a superpower to strike fear in the heart of the city. But Anzu is different. Instead of mayhem, he likes mayflowers. Instead of striking fear, he prefers to be sincere. Can Anzu find a way to make his family proud and stay true to his kind self? From Disney animator and illustrator Benson Shum comes an adorable and heartwarming picture book about making your own way and the unexpected power of gentleness. Hi, my name is Benson Shum. Uh, I'm an author and illustrator, and uh, I'm also an animator at Disney as well. And my books are Anzu the Great Kaiju and Anzu the Great Listener. Thank you so much for having me here. Listeners, we are talking about one character and two books today. But first, we'd better start at the basics. Have any of you heard the word kaiju used before? Jules, you've read these books with me. What is a kaiju? A kaiju is a big monster. Like, let's say it's as big as a dinosaur. Whoa! Do they have any special powers? Yes, they can have different powers. Like what? Like maybe a water power. Oh, cool. Love that description. Let's hear how Benson describes a kaiju. 
Uh, so a kaiju is a Japanese term for giant monsters. So an example of a kaiju would be Godzilla or even King Kong. Actually, through my research, I realized that King Kong was a kaiju. So that's a, that's a really cool surprise. So essentially, anything that's giant monsters. Did you ever play Super Mario 3D World? Because in their expansion pack, Benson, it's called Bowser's Fury. And Bowser gets a superpower where he turns into a kaiju, a giant cat oh. Bowser <laughs> that just wrecks havoc on everything. Wonderful connection. But oh, uh, that's pretty cool. When I was talking to <laughs> when I was talking to my daughter, it was what's a kaiju? We talked about monsters, and I immediately was like, Oh yeah, you play this game. That's that's what that is. <laughs> that's cool. I love a good story about subverting expectations. Have you heard that phrase before? Subverting expectations? It means not doing things how others might expect you to do it. It means the readers or viewers expect one thing, but are given something different instead. And it's a technique that can be really satisfying if done well. Benson does it really well. But I was curious why he turned his attention to kaiju in the first place. What inspired the kaiju was that I was always kind of like fascinated by monsters towering over cities and buildings and causing all this destruction and just the allure and fantastical element of them. Power Rangers was a really big show that I watched as a kid, you know, and there's all these, you know, they transform these robots or even these big monsters that aliens and fighting and i just love that that side of things but then i was also thinking as i was writing this book or starting to create this book like what is going through their minds like do they all want to destroy everything like you know i want to i kind of want to peer into their minds and their thoughts like are they enjoying destroying things like are they being told to do this and try to get into their minds that way and that's kind of how i thought about well what if not all kaijus want to destroy what if they want to bring joy or kindness like what would that look like in their world? Lots and lots of readers love stories involving monsters. I am certainly one of those kinds of readers. Maybe you are too. Do you have a favorite movie monster or video game kaiju or story creature? When Benson created Anzu, he wasn't just thinking about creating a kaiju. He was thinking about the personal connections you, the reader, would make with this kaiju. Um, I think I was kind of writing for, it, it was kind of, I think for, in some ways, all ages, I feel like, um, because we talk, in the book, we talk about empathy and caring and listening and patience. And I feel like whether you're a kid or adults like us, um, we sometimes need a reminder that we need to just take a pause and take the time to just listen to one another. Um, instead of, you know, I think naturally you want to help people, you know, when they're in need or distress or something. And that's a natural thing. Um, and we will do whatever we can to, to get them to that state where they're happy again as fast as possible. But sometimes is I think it's a nice reminder to kind of just listen, you know, and that silence between the two or whoever um, can make all the difference. And, and while I was writing that, I was trying to stay in that mindset and give space to to a friend or to a family member or to, you know, a guardian of some sort. So that was kind of where my mind was at while I was, while I was writing. You know, if I can just have an aside, I'm sure you go through this too, but thinking about you wrote this one book, I wonder how you're going to take that 
and what the treatment is going to look like for this second book. And I just truthfully had no idea where you were going to go with it. I didn't read any synopsis. I didn't read anything. I just, I, I did what I like to do, which is just pick up the book and read. Mm -hmm. um, and the two books to me really have such different focuses or dynamics, but to me, they also really recognize the complexity of a kid that we really contain all these other big things going on. Can I, can I ever fill the shoes of this person? Can I help this person or be a good listener? There's, there's so many different things that can be explored. And I, I love that you're doing it with Anzu. Um, you, you explore, as I was saying, in Anzu, finding your own voice and celebrating what makes you, you, um, which is hard when you've got mm -hmm. grownups around you that, that you look up to, or that really you want to be like this or like that. It, 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 it's hard to sort of walk your own path. I wonder in what ways, as you were creating Anzu to begin with, what ways you, Benson or Schimmel, similar to Anzu, <laughs> or, or what ways you are different. Maybe you were creating a character that was this ideal for yourself, completely different from <laughs> me. I have no idea, but I, I wonder what, how, what, what you share with your character. Yeah, thank you for that. Yes, I think, um, yeah, I do have, hope to have some bit of Anzu um, when I was writing the story because I think growing up for me, I, you know, I've always wanted to be an artist, right? And um, the fam my family was like, oh, you know, you should go into accounting and, and you know, whether it's doctor, all sciences and stuff like that. And, and even though I like those things, art was really a big, being creative was really a big part of me. Um, and and I think as I got a little older and I wanted to pursue that as a career, um, they were supportive, but they were more like, well, you can do this and then maybe you can do this later, you know? And and it wasn't until I actually published my first book where my family actually finally understood what I did. Even though I was working in animation for like 15, 20 years, um, they saw the movies I worked on, but they still didn't quite click yet until they saw a book and they were at one of my events and the kids were reacting to it and and parents were reacting to it and that's when they're like oh i get it and and i feel like with with anzu it was like i think sometimes we can say this is what we want to do but when we actually do it and they see it i think that's when they might sort of see how you view things you know so um and it's just kind of you know, we want to make people happy. Like, you know, growing up, I want to make my family proud as well. Um, but as they get older, I think even kids kind of like when they find something that's individual to them, making them happy would actually make people around them just as happy. You do this really clever thing in your character de development in both books, which is that Anzu's parents have at surface value, they have destructive powers. Um, grandma has a destructive power, can light things on fire. We can, uh, you know, move the earth, move these rocks. We can have lightning come. And Anzu, it would seem, has this sort of pacifist power, flowers, plants. The way you present Anzu, it's almost hard to imagine that you could will that power in a menacing way. Of course you could. Absolutely mm -hmm. you could. And I love that in this second book, that's exactly what you explore, that the thing that 
that you may feel is is something that can help others can actually cause a lot of destruction. And also the monster, the kaiju, that that village in the second book was missing, you can imagine could have been a terrible monster with the power of flooding and could destroy mm-hmm. everything. But those villagers said, no, that that brought us, that that helped the plants grow and that helped this and, and, and provided for us in those ways. And I think that looking at the duality of of our impact on others is something that I truly I deeply admire in your work here, Benson. It really is Thank something you. that to me makes these books last and last. I really have continued to think about them ever since I first read them. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. Anzu, The Great Listener by Benson Shum. Anzu the Kaiju loves to tend to his bonsai. Whenever he feels overwhelmed or unsettled, it helps him pause and reminds him to just breathe. One day, when Anzu hears crying in the distance, he's eager to help. The flower power that makes his bonsai bloom has a way of making others smile. But when Anzu's flowers seem to lose their power, hurting more than they help, he's not sure where to turn until he remembers some valuable lessons he learned from his bonsai tree. In Anzu the Great Listener, creator and Walt Disney Studios animator Benson Shum illustrates the importance of patience, empathy, and, above all, taking the time to listen. I have no doubt that you have talked in school about being a good listener. Whether you're one of our youngest listeners, or you are starting double-digit birthdays, or even if you're a grown-up listening with us. Being a good listener is a tough skill that you'll work on your whole life, but it's also one of the most important skills for any of us to work on. Being a good listener shows that you care about what the other person across from you is saying. It's a connection. It's a way to value and honor the person in front of you. Julia, you're in second grade. I'm sure you've talked a lot about being a good listener. What does it look like to be a good listener? Being a good listener is you follow the directions. You listen to your teacher and your friends, and you do whatever your teacher says. Oh, I love that. Nicely said. Thanks for sharing those real examples. Benson... What does being a good listener look like to you? I think being a good listener is um, taking that time to kind of like really listen to like listen to someone. Because like uh, I think we all listen different ways. um, And um, I think just kind of letting the person finish what they're saying is an act of listening. You know, and then you can kind of jump in and be like, oh, you know, and respond to it. and maybe not trying to solve a problem if they have a problem and just kind of let them speak what they're saying. And then, you know, if they ask for help, then maybe you can jump in and have a suggestion. Uh, I think that's, that's um, an act of uh, listening as well. Um, and sometimes even just sitting together and not saying anything, you know, after the person has said something um, and just kind of... You know, it it can get uncomfortable, you know, (laughs) when there's silence. But I think the other person that is wanting to be listened to, wanting to be heard, is 
I think that's a big thing. And it's just being present is being a great listener. I'm about to ask Benson to share his message with all of you. But first, Benson had some really fun book-related things to share. If you find a copy of his Anzu books in a bookstore, your library, or if someone shares them with you. In the book, actually, um, we if you open the book, you know, there's I did a really fun thing that I worked with the art director on. If you lift the jacket, you're going to get a little surprise from the first book. Um, and then from Anzu the Great Vision, the second book, we made a poster actually at the very back, um, um, behind the jacket. So if you open it, you had this big, long poster that kind of talk about listening and, you know, taking a deep breath and breathing out and to kind of like uh, reset uh, your mind. Um, so that might be a little fun thing that you can have in your classroom or even at home. Quick reminder, the jacket is that long piece of paper that's sort of the cover over the cover of a book. When you remove the jacket from Anzu the Great Kaiju, as Benson shared, there's completely different book cover art. And when you remove the jacket from Anzu the Great Listener, not only is the book cover art different, but the backside of the jacket is this beautiful poster about being a good listener. Such a cool surprise. Um, and another thing I want to kind of add is that a really great friend of mine who's also an amazing author named Marcy Colleen, she created a fantastic uh, teacher's guide for both the first book and the second book and I made some activities to go along with them so they're free to download at home or even uh, to use in your classroom so I just want to put that out there I will definitely make sure I link to those in the show notes in case you're a grown-up listening and you want to use the activities in your class or home listeners I hope you've enjoyed our time with Benson Shom today I know I did and it's made me think a lot about the assumptions we sometimes make of other people and how we can all work to be better listeners with each new day and new interaction we share. As we end our time together, Benson had a message that he wanted to make sure we shared. Be kind. Listen to one another. Um, ask, you know, ask your teacher, a librarian like yourself, a friend, a family member, um, like, how are you doing today? I think, and listen to what they have to say, like, to be heard and listened to can make a person's day from just those few words. The Children's Book Podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner. Follow the show wherever podcasts are found and leave us a rating or review when you do. That helps us out a whole lot because it helps the show get discovered by and recommended to new listeners. Benson, where can listeners find you? They can find me on my website, uh, www.bensonshum.com. Um, and on the social media platforms, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, and TikTok and Facebook. Um, and my tag is at bshum79. Visit matthewcwinner.com for a full transcript of this episode, plus some questions that you can use as you think about the episode. Wants a copy of Anzu the Great Kaiju or Anzu the Great Listener? Jules, where should people look? Check your school or public library, your classroom, or if you want to support independent bookstores, you can purchase a copy at bookshop.org. I'll have a link in the show notes. Our podcast logo was created by Duke Stebbins. Our music is by Poddington Bear. Podcast hosting by Lipson. 
We are a proud member of Kids Listen, the best place to discover the best in kids podcasts. Learn more at kidslisten.org. Anything else you want people to know, Squish? Have a great day and everyone loves you in life. Uh-huh. Everyone loves you. You know? We don't always act like it, but I have a feeling we do have love for one another if only we make sure to show it. And on that note, be well and read on.